A few years ago, if you looked in the Guinness Book of Records to find out the name of the longest living editor, the name that would have appeared was the Reverend Dr. T. Wilkinson Riddle, editor of the Christian Herald, who was still editing that paper when he was 90 years of age. And he had an encyclopedic knowledge of the Christian world and a lifetime of Christian experience. And when I was asked to go and interview him at his home in Hove, it was fascinating to hear him recall all of his adventures over the years. But I particularly remember when I said to him, you've been a Christian for so long and you know so much about how the church works and so on, what advice would you give to somebody just starting out in the Christian life? And there was a twinkle in his eye, and he went to the bookshelf and brought out what looked like a book of children's stories. And what it was about was this couple who lived in Grumble Corner. And he said they were most unhappy until they moved to Thanksgiving Street. And his point was that we in the Christian world have the most exciting, dynamic message you can imagine. And yet there's a temptation sometimes to be whirling around in Grumble Corner and to miss the big picture with all its glories. Actually, there was grumbling in that Bible reading that we've just been listening to. It says, they began to grumble. What were they grumbling about? Who were they? Well, if you look in chapter 19 of Matthew, you see that story of Jesus and the rich young ruler. And sadly, after that encounter, the rich young ruler moved away sorrowfully. But that prompted Peter to ask the question to Jesus, what shall we have to do who have forsaken all for you? What, what will we have? What rewards? And then Jesus talks about some of the rewards of service. And in chapter 20, he goes on to give this parable of the laborers in the vineyard. There are about three scenes in this story. Scene one, the householder seeks laborers for his vineyard. And very early in the morning, he hires some people to do that, agrees a wage. And during the day, the owner makes five trips to the marketplace to hire workers. Scene two, it's the end of the day and it's time to pay all the people who have been working in the vineyard that day. And he starts with the first people, he starts with the hired people who'd only been working for one hour and he gives them their wage. And so he goes on until he comes to the first people who he hired in very early in the morning. And they all received exactly the same wage. Scene three, and this is where the grumbling comes in. The first hired group expected some sort of bonus. After all, they'd been working the longest and they'd seen how generous the landowner had been with all of the other employees. And they started grumbling about this that they considered to be rather unfair. But the central 
character in the story is the employer himself because he's a generous person and he rewarded all the workers. One New Testament scholar said he wished this parable was called the generous employer because he certainly was. Mind you, I feel sorry for those who actually grumbled. But then I see that this passage started with the words, for the kingdom of heaven is like. And in the kingdom of heaven, we have a generous God who really cares for us, who notices our service for him. And his grace runs right the way through the Christian life. One writer has said, the Christian life is all about grace from the very beginning to the very end. Even those who come to realize how God cares for them at the end of their life are treated equally. So this quality of a generous God and his grace is very, very important in our Christian journey. It's been described as the undeserved gift. Grace is a word that occurs over and over again in the New Testament, particularly in the letters of Paul. It describes God's generosity and favor to human beings. There was and is, and nothing we can do to earn this gift, it's solely an act of God's generosity. And this gift from God is in one direction, from him to us. All we're called upon to do is to trust him enough to receive it. And even that has proved too much for some people. How do we receive this grace of God on a regular basis? Well, in many different ways, but faith is a common factor. By faith we pray, and God blesses our praying. By faith we receive the sacraments, and God brings his grace to us through them. By faith we read and believe the scriptures, and through them God strengthens us to live and work for his glory. By faith we open our lives to the Holy Spirit who dwells in our heart and transforms our life. All these things have been called the means of grace, means by which the grace of God can come to each one of us. But the common factor in receiving that grace in each case is faith. Grace is a gift, and faith is a channel through which that gift comes to each one of us. Grace is the generosity of God towards us. By its very nature, grace cannot be earned. It can only be received with gratitude and then shared with others. So on our Christian journey, Let's be sure we're not lingering in Grumble Corner, but be sure daily we're praying with thanksgiving, as it were, in Thanksgiving Street, 
and rejoicing in God's amazing grace. Amen.